Well, good morning. It is Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Slava Ukraina. Heroium Slava. Uh, Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a a good uh, New Year's Eve, and I hope you had a uh, a light hangover yesterday morning. Uh, Peace on Earth and all that other stuff. Uh, Since New Year's Day uh, happened on a Sunday, today, Monday, is a holiday. And everything is closed, so if you plan on going to the bank, if you plan on going to the post office, forget it. It ain't going to happen. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, that's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends who Google Political Views TV Podcast, I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you in this new year. Episode 681, we almost have 700 episodes, isn't that something? How many people can you say that you know has 700 episodes. There there isn't a single Hollywood person on the air right now that can say they have 700 episodes on the show that they're on. So anyway, I truly appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. I I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you in this new year. Uh, If you can, please bring someone with you today, tomorrow, this year. That would be awesome. Uh, tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, um, at Cyberclops. If you want to fight with me, if you want to say hi, whatever, if you want to say Happy New Year, you can say it there. On uh, on Twitter, we're going to start off with, uh, of course, Ukraine uh, news. On Twitter, speaking of Twitter, European Union President Ursula von der Leyen, shared her support for Ukraine in a uh, new uh, year uh, phone call with uh, Zelensky. She wrote, In the first call of the new year with President Zelensky, I conveyed my wholehearted support and best wishes for 2023 to the Ukrainian people. The EU stands by you for as long as it takes. We support your heroic struggle, a fight for freedom, and against brutal aggression. She added the EU will support Ukraine this winter with generators and will soon start dispersing uh, 18 billion euro support package in monthly uh, tranches. Now, this is this year, it is key. I don't think Russia can survive much more. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I think they're running out of uh, uh, weapons. They're having to build weapons. They're having to go else, elsewhere for weapons. And uh, the people in Russia are not really happy. I mean, they have to say that they support the war. It's the law. You have to say you support the war. But what you're feeling inside doesn't necessarily uh, match what you say outside. I mean, can you imagine the conversation? You walk down the street. Someone says, man, this war... I, I just can't, I can't stand it. Why are we in this war? I can't stand it. It's horrible. You send it to your friend. Your friend says, oh, I, uh, I support the war wholeheartedly. Yeah, because you have to. <laughs> uh, the Russian Ministry of Defense has said an attack on a facility in Mak- Makivka 
a Russian-held city in Donetsk, has reportedly left 63 soldiers killed, while the Ukrainian Defense Ministry has said the death toll is closer to 400. The soldiers, who were mainly uh, mobilized Russians, were housed in a facility. He wrote, it was nearly destroyed when ammunition stored in the same building detonated. Uh, You know what? You probably don't want to have stores of gunpowder right next to where you sleep. I'm I'm guessing. Uh, Russia's defense ministry said as a result of a strike by four missiles with a high explosive warhead on a temporary uh, deployment point, 63 Russian servicemen were killed. All the necessary assistance and support will be provided to the relatives and loved ones of the deceased servicemen. That's what they said. Uh, Russian extended its bombardment into the second day of 2023. That would be today. Uh, with Ukraine saying its air defense systems have destroyed 22 air objects above uh, Kiev. Russian drones have attacked infrastructure in Ukraine's capital and surrounding areas, damaging energy facilities and causing some power outages. Uh, Kiev Mayor Vitaly Kanavayavalv-Klitschko said the strikes knocked out some power and heating. There are emergency power outages in the city. He said on the Telegram messaging app earlier, he said one person was wounded by debris from a destroyed drone that hit a road and damaged the building in a northeastern district of uh, the capital. Uh, Klitschko said 40 exploding drones headed for Kiev overnight, according to uh, air defense forces, and all of them were destroyed. He said 22 drones were destroyed over Kiev, three in the outlying uh, Kiev region, and 15 over neighboring provinces. Uh, Governor Oleksiy Koliba said in the outlying Kiev region, a critical infrastructure object and residential buildings were hit. Uh, the regional military command in eastern Ukraine said their air defense systems have destroyed nine Iranian-made drones over the Dnipropetrovsk and Zaporizhia regions by early uh, today. By 3 a.m., which is uh, 1 o'clock uh, GMT or... or, or uh, I guess that would be. Oh man, is that like seven, our time? I guess seven o'clock last night, our time. Um, Ukraine air defense systems. Uh, I could be wrong on the math. I'm not sure. I I think we are minus eight. So anyway, Ukraine's air defense systems destroyed 20 air objects above Kyiv. Its military administration said it is loud in the region and in the capital. Uh, night drone attacks. Kyiv Governor Alexei Kleba said Russians launched several waves of Shahid drones targeting critical infrastructure facilities. Air defense is at work. He said on Telegram, Deputy Head of the Ukrainian Presidential Office, Cry, uh, uh, Kirillo Timoshenko Kirillo Kirillo, I think it is uh, Anyway, he said on uh, a Telegram Has announced victims among, among the civilian population As a result of the armed aggression Of the Russian Federation For uh, January 1st, 2023 As of 9 o'clock On uh, On the 2nd of 2023 uh, according to the regional administration in Donetsk region, one wounded, 
in the Zaporizhian, uh, Zaporizhia, the Zaporizhia region, one dead, one, three wounded. Kharkiv re- region, one wounded. Uh, uh, and in the Kherson region, three wounded. Uh, Kiev, one was injured. According to the latest British uh, Ministry of Defense uh, intelligence update, Ukraine and Russia are fighting to control the P-66 highway in Kremina, Luhansk. The update said the P-66 is a key supply route for the northern section of Russia's Donbass uh, front from the Belgorod region of Russia. Uh, P-66 goes south to Severodonetsk, then east to Lohansk towards Belgorod. Uh, Without P-66 going north through Kremina, Russian troops left on the northern front will run out of supplies. The goal is to gain strength and head to Mariupol through Kramatorsk, Pokrovsk, Krakove, uh, take Highway 803 and Highway M14, which would cut off supplies for uh, from Russia to the rest of Ukraine and Crimea. That's what I think is what they're planning. We will see. Uh, that's, that's months away. Months away unless something big happens. Like, you know, Putin dying. The New York Post is making me question my own story. As you know, the New York Post is a right-wing rag, and anything they say is questionable. But they have said something that I have said. So that makes me question my own story. And this is on Yevgeny Prigozhin with his trolls from Ogino and his Wagner group. You know, he's, he's, he's the guy that did the trolls, all the trolls in the Ogino uh, uh, section of St. Petersburg. The troll, I'm talking about the trolls you see on Twitter. A, a, an enormous, enormous. And whenever I call them out, they stop talking to me immediately. Whenever I, whenever I call somebody out for being a troll from Ogino, they stop messaging me. Isn't that interesting? Uh, the story's coming out that Putin is ill has created the question, who would take over, right? And, they, they, you know, there's been several things. There's been Alzheimer's uh, assertions. There's been uh, cancer assertions. Uh, there does not seem to be a good alternative to Putin. F- uh, um, former President Medvedev is more of a psycho than Putin, and he could take over. And he's all nuclear gun, gung-ho, but yeah, that ain't going to happen. The other, other alternative is Prigozhin, who I've been talking about. And he's the most dangerous, I think. The New York Post agreed with me. The only thing that could stop it is if he goes on a balcony and falls. I mean, that could happen. Because that is what has happened with all other possibilities to take Putin's place. They fall from balconies out of windows, or downstairs. That end is becoming more and more possible. According to the Post, uh, the New York Post, now he's openly attacking the Kremlin's military leaders for their failing war uh, efforts. Prigozhin is passing the buck for the failure of his guns for hire to take the strategically insignificant Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. Eh, Bakhmut, I don't think if it's really... Uh, that's what they're calling it, strategically insignificant. However, 
it's on the road to uh, oh, we'll get to it there's a there's a uh, uh, 803 or M14 no it's a 803 on the road to 803 anyway and that's despite Putin giving his private army Prigozhin's army with R- Russia's most modern tanks missiles and attack aircraft is it possible that Prigozhin could unseat Putin by force. And that's what I want to ask. That is what I want to put out there because the thought of it, of Prigozhin taking Putin by force, would end up placing Prigozhin on a balcony. So that's why I want that to get out there. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. It's a confusing day for me. You know, that, that, that first of the year nerves, you know, I, I'm like, uh, uh, there's not much in the news. Maybe I can add some stuff. That's what I'm working on. Uh, tomorrow, since, you know, of course, today is a holiday, the new Congress will be seated and Republicans will begin their reign in the divided Congress. Kevin McCarthy is expected to be Speaker of the House if he can garner enough votes. Uh, and where one of his first decisions will be, what in the world are you are we gonna do with Congressman George Santos, the lying liar who lies? I even even one of his exes came out. A, uh, a, a, a was it a girl or a guy that dated him when he was twenty six? That said he lied about everything. <laughs> Uh, an 18-year-old who dated him when he was 26. Isn't that something? On Friday, we're going to move on to the UN. The General Assembly of the UN approved a resolution that asked the International Criminal Court of Justice, the ICJ, to issue an opinion on the legal consequences of Israel's illegal occupation of the Palestinian territories. The resolution passed with a final vote of 87 in favor 26 opposed, and 53 nations abstaining. And these are the American-supporting nations who abstained. Those opposed to the measure were the United States, Israel, the United Kingdom, and Germany. Why? Those are the major ones. Why? Because the U.S. wants Israel's strategic location. The U.K. will do anything the U.S. wants, and they also want that strategic location. And Germany would be seen as Nazis if they voted against Israel. They can no longer vote against Israel. I mean, they could, but they won't because of of the appearance, the political appearance. Specifically, the resolution asked the ICJ, the uh, International Court of Justice, to provide the United Nations with an advisory opinion on the legal consequences of Israel's ongoing occupation, settlement, and annexation of the occupied territories, including measures aimed at altering the demographic composition, character, and status of the holy city of Jerusalem, and from its adoption of related discriminatory legislation and measures. The official request to the ICJ also asks the body, known broadly as the World Court, how specific Israeli policies and practices affect the legal status of the occupation and to characterize any legal consequences for all the United Nations and its member states that stem from the status. 
I, you know, I wonder how is it we can be angry with Russia taking parts of Ukraine and at the same time ignore Israel and its ethnic cleansing while taking over Palestine. You got to wonder, right? Nabil Abu Rudinye, uh, a spokesperson for Palestinian Authority, uh, President Mahmoud Abbas said Saturday that he uh, that the vote signals that the time has come for Israel to be a state subject to law and to be held accountable for its ongoing crimes against our people, which I would agree with. Uh, the ICJ last weighed in on the issue of Israel's occupation in 2004 when it ruled that Israel's wall in the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem was illegal. Israel rejected that ruling, accusing the court of being politically motivated. Politically motivated? Yeah, that's true. Everything is politically motivated. Uh, The Israeli government, also politically motivated, made its displeasure with the resolution known prior to the vote uh, with its UN ambassador, Jalad Erdan, saying any decision from a judicial body which receives its mandate from the morally bankrupt and politicized UN is completely illegitimate. Wow, you know what? Isn't that interesting how much Russia and Israel has in common? The ICJ is binding, but there is no teeth to enforce its ruling, especially with U.S. support for Israel. And now, with the swearing-in of the new far-right Israeli government, once again, headed by that Yahoo Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, it's even worse because... To get that coalition enough where he could become prime minister once again, that Yahoo Netanyahu had to buddy up to even further right psychos who love Israel and love ethnic cleansing and hate Palestinians, wants to wipe them off the map. So, moving on to something that to cleanse the palate of all the bad in the world, hopefully. Lula has now become president of Brazil. Bolsonaro did not attempt a coup yesterday, but he did everything else that Trump did. Like Trump, Bolsonaro still claims that the election was stolen and that he should still be president. Like Trump, Bolsonaro did not attend the inauguration. He stumped him. And like Trump, believe it or not, this is true. Like Trump, Bolsonaro moved to Florida. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm sure he and Trump are commiserating right now and will become bowling buddies. In the meantime, hundreds of thousands took to the streets across Brazil yesterday to celebrate the return and inauguration of leftist President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, better known as Lula. Uh, Lula served as president from 2003 to 2010, and then uh, he was investigated fake investigations that the Brazil Supreme Court said was fake later on after he was taken out of jail. His wife had a music festival that started in the early morning, paused for the inauguration, then continued. It was a big celebration. People came from around the country to Brasilia to see the inauguration and participate in the festival. 
After being sworn in during a ceremony at the National Congress, Lula addressed the assembled lawmakers and promised to fix the, the quote, terrible ruins Bolsonaro left behind, uh, including the rainforest. Though he didn't, didn't use the uh, Bolsonaro name once, Lula said, our message to Brazil is one of hope and reconstruction. The great edifice of rights, sovereignty, and development that this nation built has been systematically demolished in recent years. To re-erect this edifice, we are going to direct all our efforts. Democracy was the big winner in this election. He declared, long live democracy, long live the Brazilian people. He vowed to rebuild the nation and make a Brazil for, uh, of all for all. Which is awesome. The fixing of the Trump administration damage continues. You know, just like, just like Lula is uh, trying to fix the damage from Bolsonaro. On Friday, the Biden EPA has changed its definition of what it considers the waters it protects. Under the new regulations, the EPA will define waters of the United States that are protected under the Clean Water Act as traditional navigable waters, the territorial seas, interstate waters, as well as upstream water resources that significantly affect those waters. Now that is the important part right there because that can mean a lot of things, okay? Uh, there is uh, a Supreme Court case coming up that will challenge this. The rule, and we'll get to that in a second. The rule does not go as far as uh, former President Barack Obama's administration went in protecting bodies of water, including ephemer, uh, ephemeral streams and ponds, but they will restore protections for millions of marshes and other waterways, marshes and other waterways that were stripped of safeguards by the Trump administration. Now, the idea, and this, this has been just recently prov- proven, why it might work just the same. It's been recently proven that adjoining marshes feed waterways under the ground, and that uh, groundwater is affected by many things upstream, uh, upstream, including ponds and all sorts of things that connect to the groundwater that is drinking water for much of America. So, the part that states uh, 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 territorial seas, inter, uh, interstate waters, as well as upstream water resources that significantly affect those waters... Those upstream water sources can be anything. So this is important. Uh, But we'll see. Like I said, the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to rule on a case we've discussed several times, Sackett versus the Environmental Protection Agency, a case involving a couple in Idaho who sued the EPA after the agency ordered them to stop a construction project because the property where they were building included a federally protected wetland. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the case over summer and they're expected to uh, decide somewhat soon. Uh, More in the environment. In California, the rain and snow is continuing. Flooding is everywhere. This is that atmospheric river everyone is talking about that dumped eight feet of snow to the Sierra Nevadas. Uh, Atmospheric river. Uh, You know what a river is. 
Okay, this is a river of moisture in the atmosphere. That's all it is. That's all it is. Getting bigger and bigger as global warming happens because global warming evaporates a lot of the water goes into the atmosphere, makes the atmosphere uh, more destructive with all that extra moisture, makes storms bigger, causes more damage, which causes more uh, uh, water to be absorbed by the atmosphere. It's a cycle. Uh, Californians are saying this is much needed wetness in this drought but I will say science degree, uh, disagrees. Now, yes, California needs rainfall. They're, they've been, they're in a, a, a drought that is unprecedented because of global warming. But part of the problem is, of course, global warming and snowpack. You can say we need the rain because that's what we've been saying for decades. But the ground is so dry that it just sheds the water into the ocean. In the past 40 or more years ago, the snowpack of the Sierra Nevada mountains in the eastern part of the state would melt slowly and provide water through summer. But with global warming, that snowpack will melt before summer and there will be no water through summer, extending the drought requiring more rain which ends up bleeding into the ocean, which ends up going into the atmosphere and making it worse. Every year, the news media is blind to the science and says, we need rain. No, we don't. We need colder weather so the snowpack stays. But the reason we need it, that we need rain, when they say it, is because the snowpack will not last like it did 100 years ago, or 50 years ago, or even 20 years ago. Uh, so, yeah, another short one today. That's right. It's The new year hasn't even started. Wait till tomorrow when the news starts. 27 minutes just for you. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Monday, January 2nd, 2023. I truly appreciate you so much. Sorry it was such a short one. Of course, some of you are blessing me for it being so short. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me. At Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you want to just say hi. Maybe you want to sick your sick friends out on me. And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.